Some may not believe it, and I won't say it's true. But some of us have smelled your rose perfume. Johanna, Johanna, are you really here? Looking for your lover after all these years. A very ghoulish greetings to everybody. Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. And that lovely voice you heard just a second ago was, of course, courtesy of the lovely Bobby Mackey. Beaver Island. Have you ever heard of a place that just has so much history that you are deeply intrigued to go and check it out and investigate it for yourself? Well, there's an island on Lake Michigan, and it's called Beaver Island. Have you ever heard of it? Well, it's the largest island in Lake Michigan. It has very rich, deep, intense history, which even includes a king, believe it or not. Yes, we aren't in the UK, folks. It's right here in Michigan. Well, this week, I have a dear friend who is co-founder of Detroit Paranormal Expeditions, also known as DPX, Jeff Atkins. He's joining me this week. He and his team have had the pleasure to investigate Beaver Island several times, even being on a TV show, which is really incredible stuff. I know, very impressive if I do say so myself. I always have a great time talking with Jeff, so here he is. Jeff Atkins, always a pleasure to talk with you, my friend. Thanks for having me, always a pleasure to chat. Yes, indeed. So today's topic, Beaver Island. Growing up in Michigan, did you ever hear like eerie tales about this island? You know, the strangest thing is that uh, I'm born and raised in Michigan, and I've never even heard of it until 2017 when uh, Todd had been looking into places for us to go. And he found it, and you know, we started to kind of look into it and found out that it had a really fascinating history. Then you know, went to investigate and uh, visit, and, you know, we learned so much from there. Yeah, but it was just surprising that I grew up here and, you know, at that point hadn't heard of it. Yeah, well, I guess all of our towns, all towns have a little mysterious spot that you either have never heard of or don't really know anything of it. And, you know, this place just has so much history behind it kind of get into what little what history you know and why do you think it's so haunted yeah so it's got a really unique history unlike anywhere else that i've ever heard of so the island dating back to around 1850 was actually a mormon settlement so it was run by the only recognized king in u.s history james strang and around that time the mid-1800s he had about a thousand followers living on that island. He wasn't a really good ruler. Uh, he did a lot of cruel things, literally took people's wives, did just all kinds of terrible things. It was ultimately, I think around 1856, assassinated by two of his former followers who had pretty much broken off. Shortly after then, uh, Irish fishermen came over and took the island over, and they put the Mormons all on separate boats pretty much and sent them packing in different directions. They burned just about everything down on the island except for very few buildings. One was an old newspaper print shop, which we investigated. And sometime 
probably after they got there, or else just weren't burned. But it was that it was around that 1850s time frame. And so we investigated the print shop. They didn't have a lot of experiences, but the Islanders said that you need to go to the South Lighthouse. That's where we went and had the experience. Incredible. Yeah, that place, I looked it up, and just, like, the pictures and stuff, and it just seems like quite the intriguing place to go investigate. And if you're not an investigator, a history buff, or just, you know, like to explore... You and the rest of the DPX crew have investigated there several times. Walk us through some of your investigations and what you consider to be the most memorable moments. Yep, so being on the island, like I said, we investigated that uh, print shop, which was fascinating because it had a lot of artifacts in there from that time period when James Strang was around. We've been to a, a historic house on the island to investigate. That was the, a gentleman's house, the de facto doctor on the island, because there weren't a lot of, I don't think there's any certified physicians at that time living on the island. He wasn't trained as a physician. He didn't do things like surgeries, but people had like a sprained ankle or, you know, um, a minor injury. He was kind of like the go-to guy to care of everybody. And he's very beloved on that island. He's, really, he's a really important part of its history. So we went to his house, which um, you could feel the energy in, for sure. It was, a, it was a really cool experience being in there. And then I, we investigated where we got our most compelling piece of evidence, one of the strongest pieces of evidence we've ever captured, um, was at that South Lighthouse. So when we went there, um, it was probably about 2 in the morning, and the lighthouse itself is all locked up. They don't really open it for much anymore. It's owned by um, a public school system here hmm. in Michigan. And they used to do, like, summer camps there. And from what I understand, it's been years since they used it for that. But they leave the light tower and kind of like a little breezeway open 24-7 for visitors. So we went in there and we took um, a recorder. And right when we arrived to the property... Brandy and our team, psychic medium, um, saw a woman on the porch. And the woman was pointing back towards the road saying, go, you need to get out. And she said she didn't sound angry, but more like she was protecting us from something darker in the house that wasn't going to tolerate us being there. So, like any good investigators, we stayed anyway. <laughs> and um, we went to, we went into that breezeway, and we're sitting there doing an EDP session, and it really sounded like something slid across the floor on the other side of this locked door in the house. Definitely sounded like that. Now, not knowing what's in there, you know, the house is virtually abandoned. You know, could it be an animal? Who really knows, right? So we didn't necessarily count that as paranormal, but you could feel the energy in the place, and all your hair was standing up. It was really intense. And we ended up staying for a little while. It took about 20 minutes of audio. Um, we went back to where we were staying, and Todd was reviewing it sitting there in the cabin, and I look over, and Todd has, like, thrown the headphones off of his head, and he heard this EVP that's on our website, um, and it's got two voices, so I, I say you can't shake this door handle for me, leaning against the um, house, and Todd jokes and says, what does do that? The door just opens, and there's two voices. One says shipwreck real quick, and then the other one says, I told you to go. It almost cuts it off, but it sounds almost like something from The Exorcist. It's one of the loudest, clearest EVPs that we've ever captured. That's incredible. Yeah, and that's incredible. She's like, um, hello, once again, I told you, get the heck out of here. Yeah, that was a good example of when, you know, investigating with the psychic medium lines up with the evidence. And that's just, 
it's great to see that, you know. I mean, I've never doubted Brandy's abilities. She's a really excellent subject comedian. She's impressed me a lot of times. But having something line up that clearly is just phenomenal to see. Right, and that's one thing my team actually lacks is a medium. And it's neat to get that validation, that clarification, that like, okay, yes, you know. And so that is really neat. And it's smart that you guys have a medium. So what are some other forms of evidence besides EVPs that you guys have collected at Beaver Island, Jeff? Have you gotten like photographic evidence or anything of that sort? You know, uh, when we were there, I think it was pretty much audio that we captured. So this is back in May of 2017, and we had just started BPX like six months before that. Up till then, Todd and I had been a part of another team. We were on that team for about four years together. And so we were kind of starting, we didn't have a whole lot of high-tech stuff, you know. We had like some of the basic cameras, and of course people take pictures on their phone and stuff. But we have so much more equipment now than we did back then. So we don't have a lot of like photographic or visuals from really just that audio. No, I hear you, and I'm a total audio gal. To me, EVPs are everything. Audio is everything. It catches the it captures everything of the investigation you know like i know every tool has a purpose believe me i have so many and i don't even use all of them a lot of the time it's like if i were told i could only bring one thing it would absolutely be the digital recorder it captures your emotions it captures the voices the sounds just everything you know yeah and they're so sensitive too so it's like if you set one down I mean, you can hear you can hear footsteps across the hallway on yeah. the recorder, or something moves close to it, and you can tell by if it sounds close or far, kind of the proximity of it. And I mean, recorders are just because of their sensitivity, such a great tool. Absolutely, and a lot of the tools, as both of you and I know, can get pretty pricey. And the digital recorder, being a favorite, is very reasonable and inexpensive and affordable, you know? Yeah, you can get one. The one that we use is like 50 bucks. Really. Yeah. I mean, something, something high-end, you know, some people opt for certain models that cost something like thirteen or $1,400, or I've heard even north of that, and that's just not necessary, you know, to, to put it frankly. You can capture it on a very basic recorder. We capture EVPs on an iPhone, you know? I mean, on Facebook Live, one of our one of our really strong EVPs was captured at a place called Eloise Psychiatric Hospital during a Facebook Live session. So you don't have to necessarily have some high-end specialty recorder. Right. No, I totally agree with you. It's, you know, the same results, but for uh, you get to keep your wallet just a little fatter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell which, you. Which is never a bad thing, right? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You're telling me. So, Jeff, you and Todd have actually filmed with a TV show at Beaver Island. Describe that experience. How did it come about, you being on this show? We were filming for Hunter Case Files with Beaver Island. So we got a, there's a link to that if anybody wants to watch it. It's a website, thecurrentparanormalexpeditions.com slash media. Um, and there's a link to it right there with the video if anyone wants to check that out. But they had reached out to us. Todd, I guess it kind of, the, the story kind of originates with paranormal survivors, where they had reached out to Todd, and Todd had done an episode with them for 
uh, a different location, and that was produced by a company called Our House Media. And they liked working with Todd. Uh, the episode turned out great. So Our House Media also produces haunted case files, so they'd asked him if we had any cases, you know, that that might be of interest. So we shared a few of them, and they picked up three of them, which was cool. And Alan was one of them that we filmed for. And that just originally aired on season two of Haunted Case Files this past April. And I think it probably should have runs now and then. Yeah, we, didn't, we weren't actually on the island for filming. They handle all the, you know, reenactments and stuff like that and film off-site. They filmed us in a really beautiful, historic home in Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, for our interview. Which was, it was a lot of fun working with them. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it. And I watched that episode. I actually watched all the episodes of you guys. Got to represent, got to support DPX for sure. And it was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool watching you guys go. Those are my buddies. And so, oh, my pleasure. You know, the paranormal community is a very strong one. There's nothing like it. And it's funny because even if we've never met in person, which someday we will, it seems like just like, you know, I've known you guys forever. And it's like that with a lot of people, a lot, lot of the, you know, paranormal community. So very cool. Looking forward to seeing more, see if you guys get any more episodes out. And so, Jeff, am I correct in remembering that something may have actually followed you home from Beaver Island? Like, weren't you and Todd both dealing with possible attachments? Well, there was a couple of stories that we've had regarding attachments. The one that affected both of us was from a different location, uh, but that has happened. But, but I did have an instance related to Beaver Island specifically. And, I, you know, I've had an attachment before, a legitimate attachment that lasted for 10 months. I mean, it was just a crazy, crazy experience and just a really insane part of my life, I guess, but this was a crazy experience, too. So, after, you know, we captured this really scary sounding, almost exorcist like EVP from Beaver Island, you know, I didn't even want to keep like, listening to it to clip the audio because you have to listen to it over and over again to clip it. Yeah. Um, because it just sounded dark, it sounded evil, and you know, we were pretty, we were a little freaked out at at that point, I'd never really heard any people like it. And we, you know, we go home, and life kind of goes back to normal. You know, didn't have really any like experiences or signs that I had attached that didn't have any weird feelings or, or you know, things visually in pictures. But I'm out at a restaurant in Detroit about three months after we captured this audio, and they had the restroom was a one person restroom. So I walked into it, and they had this painting on the wall of Michigan, and around the coast of it were these smaller paintings of lighthouses. And I looked at Beaver Island, and sure enough, the lighthouse that they had painted on it was the one that we went to, the South Lighthouse. And I was just kind of thinking out loud. Like, I didn't, I don't even know why I did it. I was just thinking kind of out loud, and I said, shipwreck, I told you to go, while I was looking at the um, lighthouse. And... Five seconds later, the bathroom went dark, and I thought that the light burned out or the building lost power or something, and I reached back for the light switch, and the switch was down, although I had just turned it on, and I was the only person in the room. It's like a six-foot-by-six-foot room. It's small, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I just got, like, just goosebumps everywhere, you know, and in, in that moment, I really felt like there was something standing, like, right next to me. 
do think that I somehow summoned that thing in some type of a metaphysical way, you know, I don't know. I, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that physical distance is a challenge in the spirit world, right? I mean, they don't have physical limitations like we do, or it would make sense that they don't. We don't think that they do. So did me thinking that and looking at that and saying that somehow invite this spirit to be with me in that moment? I do think, I do think that happened. Yeah, I could see that happening. And I know I remember you telling me about this a while back, like maybe a year or so ago. And it just, it's one of those things that has stuck with me, how mind blowing, you know, like you, you had this encounter, you know, this evidence, and then amount of time goes by and you're in a completely different location. And like you said, you don't know why you even said it. You just said it. And, you know, the EVPs from that time ago and all of a sudden, like, this activity pops up. Yeah, possibly it could have just been, well, no, not really, because you said that, you know, the switch was down and it was up before because you were the only one in there. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just really weird and definitely unexplained. And anything is possible with the paranormal world where just even saying something that they said to you, reliving that moment could conjure something up, you know? Right. And it's also worth noting that this was a new restaurant at the time. So it's not like this was some like flimsy broken light switch that, you know, I turned it on, the thing's broken and then it fell down. Um, I mean, this place had been open for like less than a year. Everything in it was pretty much brand new. So that definitely was not a factor as far as the light switch not being, you know, in operational condition. But a lot of my friends and family, you know, are interested in the paranormal world and like to talk with me about it, the experiences and places that we've been. And a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, um, you know, I played that EVP for. And, you know, it, it like really freaked him out, actually. And then he ended up having, like, several weeks of just, like, the worst luck, I guess. Like, things weren't going good at work. Like, his, he had problems with his car. And just, like, all this stuff happens. Um, oh, no. Now, there's no, there is no way to, you know tie all of that directly to this EVP. He thinks that he kind of attributes it to this entity. He thinks that by listening to it, that was what caused all this bad luck for him, which, you know, there's no way to prove that. But but it's not impossible either. You know what I mean? Right. And I had this experience, you know, with this light turning off. Like, when I said that, I mean, if I summoned that thing in some way in that moment, then it kind of stands to reason that playing that audio might do the same thing. Right. Like I said, anything's possible in the paranormal world. And, you know, it's interesting because my dad, for example, he always has supported me with the paranormal. And it's something that he believes in, but he's very weary of it. You know, like I asked him at one point if he could, my my second book is about to be coming out. And I asked him if he could just kind of skim through it. And he's like, I have to tell you, kid, I read two chapters and he's like, it was just too creepy. It was just too eerie for me. He's like, I believe in the stuff, but I don't want to welcome it into my home. I feel like if I'm reading it and saying it out loud and all this stuff, then I'm, you know, welcoming it into my home. And I guess you just you just never know. I'm like, well, I deal with this all the time, the paranormal. And, oh, wait, 
Weird shit always happens to me, so who knows? Maybe it's true. Paranormal starts to be normal for us because we we pursue it so often. Right. There's been there's been times, even recently, you know, that like in one instance, I remember I was in my kitchen and I was walking downstairs with some laundry, and I heard. I know I did not imagine this. I heard somebody whisper in my ear, like I audibly heard it. And I couldn't make out the words, but it was very much, like, clearly whispering. And the average person would be pretty freaked out by that, but I wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, right. in my mind, I, I acknowledged that something was there, but it was kind of just like, ah, whatever. You know, I just kind of went about my business, you know? Absolutely. If I, was some, if I was somebody who didn't do this all the time, that might have been pretty scary. Right, they'd probably call the cops, they'd probably check their home repeatedly and look, you know, yeah. where the what the hell's happening. But like you said, it's kind of like second nature with us. It's just kind of like, eh, you know, kind of bringing work home with us, I guess, in a way. Right, <laughs> yeah. So, Jeff, have you always been a believer when it comes to the paranormal, the supernatural, the unknown and unexplained? Yeah, I think I have been. I never, I guess my first experience was when I was nine, when the light turned on, I room by itself. But up till then, you know, I don't think I gave it much thought, really. Like, you know, kids worry about monsters and stuff like that. But uh, I didn't really think much, I think, about, you know, do ghosts, re- are ghosts real or are they not? And I had that experience, I definitely thought they were real. I had, you know, experiences after that, even before I began investigating. So for me, it's always been something I believed in. Yep, you and I both, absolutely. So is there anything else that you'd like to share regarding Beaver Island or anything else paranormal for that matter? Well, I appreciate you uh, chatting with you. It's always a lot of fun talking with you and uh, have the podcast. And, yeah, hopefully we can go back to Beaver Island. Uh, yeah, lots going on right now, so I'm not sure time frame, you know, what that would be, but you know, if anybody wants to follow us on social channels, it's Detroit Paranormal Expeditions, and uh, if you have a bigger way back there, hopefully we do, we'll uh, definitely post about it. Absolutely. Well, that sounds like a, a wonderful plan. Uh, Jeff Atkins. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. It's really my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. My goodness, always a pleasure having Jeff Atkins on. And again, he is with Detroit Paranormal Expeditions. Check them out on Facebook and Twitter. They're really awesome guys. You'll hear from his partner in crime, Todd Bonner, at some point as well. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Check the others out. They are equally fantastic. Want a weekly reminder of when these treasures come out? Yes! Well, of course you do. Who wouldn't? Subscribe now to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast through iTunes, Apple Podcast, Deezer, CastBox, Podcast Republic, Spotify, and oh, so many others. Have an awesome idea for an episode? Toss an email my way at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear about it. Thanks for listening, my beautiful, gorgeous friends. Have a wonderful day, ghouls.
the Merle Haggard blues today I write songs when I feel this way I grab my guitar and I play I got the Merle Haggard blues today 